0: Hey guys, it's me, Maxi Rainbow.
1: And I'm Renata from the eSpot, along with Cookie, my little dog, who has been barking continuously as we try to record things. So I just decided to bring her comfortable onto my lap. She's wrapped up like a big baby in a blanket.
0: Aww. And welcome back, uh, us three to the, and and y'all, so us four, to the (laughs) episode 16 of the Joint Slay podcast. There was a little bit of a delay in this episode, of course, um, I had made posts everywhere on social media, so hopefully you guys saw that, you know, so I'm sorry to everybody who may have missed us this Friday, but don't y'all worry, you're getting this episode, you know, a little bit late. But don't worry, there's going to be an episode next Friday still with a bunch of extra stuff. And also there is a Patreon exclusive that should be over there right now where me and Renata react to uh, clips from the Fire Saga movie, which I have famously, famously never seen until until this moment. Um, So. If you guys want to go see that, of course, uh head over to our Patreon and subscribe over there. Uh this is going to be a fun episode. There is like information overload. Okay, guys, we had so many artist announcements. We did kind of have to split this up a little because um with the amount of information that has come out um with us like recording later is insane. So, a lot some of the stuff that came out later in the week is going to be in the next episode next week but we have artists from uh from the netherlands and slovenia as well as an artist and a song from czechia we also have all of the songs released for estonia for sd lao so there's a lot going on there's national selections and oh my god we have the eurovision artwork um logo i don't really know what we're calling it um (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to talk about it. Visual identity.
1: The visual identity.
0: Exactly. We're going to talk about all that in this episode. But first, we want to give a shout out to our patrons. So these are people who went over to Patreon.com and subscribed to support us over here on the podcast. And of course, if you would like to receive a shout out at the beginning of the episode, as well as gain access to the full length video episodes of every single podcast, as well as the Patreon exclusives that we're posting over there. So shout out to Meredith, Daniel Obili, Alistair, Russell, Shoegazer, Daniel, Kathleen, Sineva, Norbert, Jackson, and our newest subscriber, Henny. So shout Hi, out Henny. to everybody. Yes, shout out, to Thank you to everybody who has been subscribing over there. It's so much fun. And of course, going into the Eurovision season, there's going to be a lot of extra stuff. So shout out to everybody who uh, supported us over on Patreon. And shout out to everybody who's been supporting us here on Spotify, on YouTube. The Spotify streams... Are up. I love to see it. I'm so happy to see that people are listening to us over on Spotify, as well as here on YouTube. And of course, if you want to support the podcast, apart from just subscribing on Patreon, make sure to comment, like, subscribe, leave a rating if you are on um, Apple Music or Spotify. Somebody did not give us five stars i saw we're down to 4.8 so make sure you guys head over and leave a five-star review (laughs) on spotify and support us over there and just thank you to everybody shout out to everyone and with that let's get into the episode
1: So before we get too deep down into Eurovision 2024 information, I just want to do a really quick plug for some stuff that's really exciting that's been happening over on my side, on the eSpot side. So for those of you who aren't as familiar with the eSpot, the eSpot is made up of me. And I do a lot of the YouTube videos, but the other half of the e-spot who started it all with me is my friend, longtime friend, Greg. He and I actually met in Poland, despite both coming from small towns in Pennsylvania. We met in Poland and we both love Eurovision and that kind of like, we were already friends, but it kind of made our friendship come together. And then we decided to turn that into the e-spot. And so Greg is actually an international award-winning graphic designer. This guy is amazing. He is so talented and creative and skilled. And what he did last year was a whole magazine of original artwork of all of the artists who competed in Eurovision. And he decided to do the same thing this year and make all of this amazing original art for all of the competitors of Eurovision 2023. And we are really excited to announce that In addition to the images that you can see over on Instagram, they are all on the Pod Instagram account, but they're also on Greg's personal art account, Broke underscore Hip. So you should definitely follow him and follow us if you haven't already. And he's been releasing like an advent calendar, a new picture every single day since the beginning of December. And he's been doing it in show order from the semifinals. So he was very uh considered about how he uh sent out these pictures so in addition to those we are going to be selling prints high quality prints and also some limited edition magnets and other cool stuff i will put the links down here in the description so you can check out all of that stuff What we're going to do is, I actually already bought a few, and I'm going to get them framed. (laughs) I've even sent some to artists as Christmas presents. And I would love for you guys to hang some of Greg's original artwork in your house. So if you had a favorite action this year, make sure you go and follow those accounts so that you can see the artwork, and then maybe support us by buying one of those original pieces of artwork.
0: Yes, and honestly, eSpot is unmatched when it comes to like the quality and just the visuals and everything like that greg is so freaking talented of course also he's the one who did our logo and did all of our visuals that you see in 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 this podcast so i mean truly head over to the eSpot and look at their merch and everything like that because it, it's sick i love even some of y'all's stuff from the past that verka shirt
1: Yeah, the Virka shirt's amazing. There's tons of stuff in our shop, actually. If you go to eSpotPod.com, our shop is full of really cool stuff. And you can buy the magazine from last year. And actually, that Virka pattern, I did a vinyl print of that for my jean jacket that I had studded out that I wore in Liverpool. Um, So we're always coming up with new things, new ideas. There's even a whole series of like historic posters uh, that you can buy. I love
0: those. I love those so much. I, I love them so much. Those are so cute. I want to get them. I'm just so poor right now.
1: <laughs> I think we can hook you up. I think we can hook you up for sure. Uh, I've got little postcard versions of them um, that I have oh. hung up around my house too. I, I really, I love them. And if you love artwork, uh, you should definitely check out the artwork. Even if you just want to save it as the background on your phone, you can do that too.
0: Yeah, because also I know y'all eurovision's official merch it it never gives
1: it God, never. Gives. no and it's expensive so if,
0: it's, it's crazy expensive it's absurd because i always go buy stuff from liverpool just for the experience girl no no i was buying the unofficial merch from the museums and stuff um <laughs> but if you want some merch that really truly gives it really is i love i love y'all's stuff truly i love those posters I like the one that's blue and red. I don't know what year that is, but it's like.
1: It's like a white background with the blue and red. I think that's one that, that might so be the retro. 1960s
0: one. Yeah, I love that one. I love this because it looks like you're like, I don't know, like you got that poster because you were at Eurovision 1969. And like, yeah, that's it's pulled straight from that time. Like it literally it literally looks like it's like official, you know, artwork and merch from that time. It's like so well done.
1: He would love to hear that cuz that was totally what he was going for. Was that like he wanted to have posters from back then but they just don't exist. Like you you can't yeah. buy them. <laughs> and so he he wanted them to exactly look like you described like they were actually could have been the official designs.
0: Yeah. Oh. Well, I'll I'll get some eventually.
1: I um, mean, maybe Eurovision <laughs> should have actually just hired Greg because the official design here this year is
0: Yeah. There's yeah. been a lot of
1: opinions about it. All I'll I'll say to start, I find it very uninspired and uninspiring. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that it's like bad design. I just don't think like it's enough.
0: Yeah. So so Uh, Let's explain this artwork a little. So they, in their uh, initial, like, you know, kind of press release when they announced it, they said the artwork is based around the Eurovision Lights, which is a concept created by mixing the Northern Lights and the power of music. Um, And so it was inspired by the Aurora Borealis. And then it's kind of got this, like, equalizer vibe where it's, you know, pixelated and... And it combines the music and the Aurora Borealis. Um, This is how they describe the font. Color palette is bold, the font even more so. It provides one of the most modern designs in recent contests. Okay. Um, I don't, I, I mean, that's fair. It does look reminiscent of some things in modern times, which are, you know, I would say pop culture, like iconography, which is the Spotify wrapped. Yeah, it looks like Spotify Wrapped vibes. Like I'm expecting a little album thing to show up on the screen, and it <laughs> says you have 5,000 listens of you are in the top 0.005% of the Portion Boys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I,
1: I you know I, I mean, did the math on that because I literally did get 0.005. I did the math based on their rap that they posted that had their total amount of listeners, and it meant that I was in the top. 770 seven listeners. I didn't even learn about Portion Boys until March. Well, or I guess the end of February, but I didn't really start listening to them until March. So if I had oh, been wow. listening to them all year, I probably would have been in like the top 50 people, including obviously everyone in Finland. So yeah, I, I don't know whether to be proud or embarrassed.
0: <laughs> I I'm jealous. I've never gotten that high of a percentage. It's always like top five, top 10. I'm never like the top, the top. I I'm wonder like, if you are the top artist or if you are the top listener, I wonder if it tells you.
1: Um, uh, Cause it's,
0: that'd I be crazy. Don't know
1: if I want to know. I think, well, you know what? My, my spot of stats would tell me my spot of stats. Definitely mm. would tell me. Um, oh, my apps uh, needs to update, but um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if I, if I was, um, yeah. But it is, it is kind of, it is so funny. But yeah, but what's even funny too uh, about the Portion Boys is that one of the things that popped up on the little video that they put out on Instagram, I think, uh, when they were announcing it, is that they said that everybody was um, united under the same sky, which is literally the title of the Portion Boys song from UMK. Sama the vas- oh. Under the Same Sky.
0: So Shame. I literally
1: saw that and I screenshotted it and I I posted it on Instagram and was like, wow, SVT and Eurovision is totally ripping off the portion boys. And they responded to it and they were like, oh, where is this? Like they couldn't, they were really confused, couldn't believe it. But like, yeah, no, oh you've been ripped God. off by Eurovision. Congratulations. So that, hey,
0: if, had they won UMK and then won Eurovision, it could have been the same thing. Who knows? We would have came to the same conclusion.
1: Yule would have put a much better branding package together I think. They would never go for something as corny as Northern Lights. It's too stereotypical I think for Finland for them to do something like that and makes no sense. A lot of people pointed out that like Malma is like as south as you can get in Sweden.
0: Yeah, like I was looking into that because even I was like, well, first of all, I know nothing about the Northern Lights. All right. So first of all, I'm Googling when's the best time for the Northern Lights. Then I'm Googling are the Northern Lights visible from Malma? Because I'm thinking, oh, maybe. Oh, my God. What a gag would that be if the Northern Lights show, like, were visible during Eurovision? Girl, no. Girl, they don't show in fucking Malma. Not even the not just the location, but also just the light pollution. It's a bigger city and they just they're not you know you got to go outside of the city. So um I don't really like first of all I I I don't get northern lights from it either like it's it's not like I feel like if they in in reference to like logos that we've had in the past like there's a way to like deliver northern lights if that's what you're trying to go for. I mean this is just this is This has no identity to it to me. This looks like it could be from anyone, anywhere. It could be many different countries, but it also doesn't just, it doesn't come across like Northern Lights. So it doesn't necessarily, to me, speak Sweden, you know? When I look at other logos from the past, like, you can tell a lot. I mean, I think Portugal. I think Portugal did a great job of having their uh, country's identity in those logos. And they did like a bunch of different ones. Girl, and all of them were a sleigh. They could have all worked. Remember they had like Nautilus shells. They had like, you know, all these different things. Um that was the main one. But then they had like uh, jellyfish. They had all these mm-hmm. different little, you know, sea creatures and stuff. And all of them were cute. Um, this one doesn't speak Sweden to me. And it, it makes me sad because This year, like including the whole United by Music thing, um, which is, you know, we talked about it in another episode and, and, you know, we went in depth and this kind of expands on that where it it feels like it's losing the, in terms of the branding, the like identity of the host nation in a way. Um, And maybe this is just a one-off year. You know what I mean? Like maybe this idea is just not clicking for me and it doesn't represent Sweden. And so that's how I feel. But it makes me, you know, kind of like sad because it feels like looking at this way. Oh, we we don't have a slogan that connects with Sweden. And now even the branding and the logos like they're not, you know, it just feels very this is like that corporate kind of way of branding that's what I I was
1: gonna say it's like if you remember Ruby Tuesdays European listeners are not gonna know what the hell I'm talking about Ruby Tuesdays was this restaurant chain that started in the 70s and it was kind of very like it was kind of very maximalist in their interior decorating so it would be like lots. it was like like stained glass lamps and like all kinds, like very dark and lots of stuff on the walls. Mm-hmm. And then they did a rebrand like around like tw- maybe 2015. And it was like, it just ended up looking like the inside of like a hotel chain lobby. Just like they stripped yeah. all of the personality out of it. Everything got like reduced down to like very flat colors and no texture. And that's kind of the that very corporate merchandising vibe. That I get from it and I just don't think that I I don't know I don't I don't think that it's adding anything and I feel like the if you're going to make if you're going to like standardize the brand at least have it have a little bit more of an identity other than just like a wash of colors
0: yeah and that's what I'm also confused about is like is this the logo or is this just branding? Is this... Because I'm seeing it saying this is the contest's branding and artwork. Does that mean there's also going to be a logo? I don't know, because... That, you know what I mean? Like, this is... I'm confused, because this isn't... Well, first of all, this isn't a logo. It's not. It's, it's just not It's just not. It's not a logo. So, are is there not going to be a logo? Is this the replacement of that? Are they also thinking about getting rid of the year logos like I don't I don't know what their plans are with that girl also the font ain't bold don't describe it as bold girl that's like that is a basic ass font that is not bold it doesn't even look like they clicked bold when they no. were adding it to the fucking file it's it thin as hell
1: it's like great definitely regular with
0: <laughs> yeah I don't know it's just like it also, I'm thinking as a person, as a person who makes like content and stuff, girl, I, I like to put the logos in my video like thumbnails. I can't use this.
1: Right? You know? Unless you do like a little like a swoop in the corner of the screen that has that kind of pixelated yeah. something or other. But it is, it's a little bit How strange. How translate
0: to merch or anything too? You know, you can't put like a, like who's, what, you just gonna put a square on a t-shirt?
1: I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe this isn't everything and they are going to give us more, but something feels really weird about the, uh, something just feels off about how they're doing all of their announcements and like, they just released tickets and they barely announced it. There was no heads up that tickets would be released.
0: Did you like, are you talking about the second release of tickets that they just, Yeah. like, I, I was like, wait a second. Wait, I'm sorry. Where was the announcement for that? All of a sudden, I'm just like, I wake up and I see on Facebook, in like a Facebook Eurovision group, people are like, oh, tickets are on sale. I look at the time, girl, that was five hours ago. I was like, I'm sorry. Some of us are like, also, yeah, we're not in Europe. A lot of us, we are not in Europe. So we are not awake during those announcements. So even if you're just like, oh yeah, you went, maybe they made an announcement and they said, okay, surprise, some tickets are on sale. Yeah, but, like, not everybody is from Europe in that time zone, and so we're not even going to be awake to see that kind of stuff. So we have to just, like, wake up and see, oh, they put on tickets. Like, it's like at least when you give us a day in advance, we can know to set our alarms to wake up on time. Right. Like, and, you know, yeah, it's just, I'm very confused, because that's the thing is, if this isn't the logo, girl, why did they do a whole ass announcement like it was? You know? Yeah like
1: and maybe the logo truly is just going to be like the eurovision with sweden's flag in the middle of it maybe like that will maybe that will be the logo that's just and that's uh, it
0: and you know what though here there is like ways to turn it around i do feel like you know northern lights can be a fun cute little concept for the logo um Mm -hmm. and there are still things that they can do so like i'm hoping that this is just the design and um you know there's going to be a cute little logo i just love the logos like i like i like to try to get merch of the contest i like to get little things that like have and like the logos are always i feel like well not always i didn't really like last year's but most of the time i really like the merch and i think they're like really cute pretty designs that i enjoy having like on a t-shirt and that sort of thing and girl they always release the merch like we said earlier and it's always ugly and they're just adding on to that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe to like sum up my feelings about this announcement is it's like, I'm not really, I'm not mad about it. I don't think it's like the worst thing ever. Um, But I feel like with something like a visual identity, your first impression should be wow. And if you're not getting wow, then you have a problem out, right out of the gate. And I didn't really see, I saw some people defending the design, like on Twitter. But it wasn't that they were defending it that, like, they thought it was amazing. It was just that they were defending it against very specific criticisms about, like, what minimalism and modernism actually are. So it was more it was more of, like, art, art history level kind of analysis of the designs. It wasn't mm, people mm. saying, I love the design and the design makes me feel something. And I think that's kind of what design should do. It should make you feel something. Yeah. And it didn't make me feel anything. And I, I think that's just... Uh, that that's that's what makes it a miss. And like you said, they could redeem, but um, it's not off to a good start, I don't think.
0: No, and I mean, I mean, listen, I love a little color. I love a little rainbow, as I sit here fully gray neutral. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm <laughs> fully black and white <laughs> right now. But I love a little color, you know. And I like the idea of like neon, like super duper bright lights. And I do honestly like the idea of the aurora borealis. But, girl, that's one of the most beautiful, natural things in this world. And this is—like, there's so much you can bring from that. And this—this and t- don't, this don't do it justice. Um, Even
1: the pixels don't actually make sense, because when you look at the auroras, there's enough—there's no 90-degree angles without yeah. them. They're all wavy. It's the
0: smoothness. It's the, it's the perfect—like, gra- gray. it's it's all of those things— it's just literally like and I mean it's not like it's actually even the colors.
1: No, like, like um, way too no. pastel.
0: Yeah, and like bright, like I don't yeah, these are like super crazy bright, which you know, so it's 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 really just like what the concept of like a rainbow and gradient suggestion mm-hmm. of a gradient.
1: Talk about concepts though. The uh the Netherlands 2021 concept was so awesome because it was like all of those diagonal stripes it was the direction that every country was from the netherlands
0: yeah and then it was their
1: flag inside of those bars like it Mm -hmm. had it made it made sense people thought about it it wasn't just like i don't know it felt like it just had a lot more thought into it
0: yeah it was maybe a bit clocky, like,
1: but it was it wasn't a graceful design, but it actually had yeah. some substance in it.
0: That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say, well, I did find that logo to be frankly really ugly, but I I love like if you're gonna do something ugly, at least make it like a like a really cute concept that actually like makes sense. Mm-hmm. Not that this concept doesn't make sense, but I guess it's just like that was something I could really like appreciate, I suppose, because of like the story that went behind it. Whereas this is just like, okay, I mean, like, okay. Do you have any favorite logos ever? Um, any ones that stand out for you? Uh,
1: yeah, actually, I think it was another Swedish contest. Uh, the one with the lips, I think that was Stockholm.
0: Oh, yeah. Really, the lips? The,
1: yeah, the Eurovision logo with the lips, was that Stockholm?
0: Oh, I think it was. I'm just surprised that that you would name that as a favorite i don't
1: know yeah i i don't know i like that one it's just like maybe what we should do actually we should do some um we should do like a uh one of those tier rankings maybe we could do that on <gasps> the patreon oh my
0: god yes we actually we should totally do that let's we'll wait till we like know for sure um y'all let us know in the comments just so we can like confirm we'll confirm that this is like the logo before mm-hmm. we do it and that would be really fun to do
1: we have to uh, do that that would be we should yeah. actually we should see if we can maybe get greg to join us on that one because i know he's <gasps> oh my got god opinions. no we
0: totally should yes that's a yeah, great we idea
1: should. he's got some favorites in here that i know because i think also some of the posters that he made he kind of chose his favorite logos as like the years that he would do because he was inspired by them so that would be really yeah. fun
0: yeah oh my god that is that's a fun idea. and roll and and bring it back to uh, when you mentioned the Netherlands, we have some artist announcements, yes, which are insane. So the Netherlands made their announcement very um surprisingly to me. It was kind of I mean, frankly, all these artist announcements were just kind of out of nowhere. Um, but they announced just suddenly, we saw the little intro to tattoo. And who was there for the Netherlands, but we saw Joost Klein announced as the artist to be representing the Netherlands. Y'all. Okay, so first of all, for those of you who have been listening to this podcast, like we did mention him. Well, I did. Um, At the time, Renata had not like heard of him. I made you go listen to some of his music. But I said, this is who I wanted. Even with the likes of Dowel Bob in the running, I said, nope, 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 nope. This is what the Netherlands needs to do. He was on a camp, a total like campaign posting all the time about how he should represent Eurovision. He ended up doing some shit with Katia. I think he like performed at one of his shows and, and they did a bunch of TikToks and stuff like yeah, that. They like were they it. Yeah, like, and it makes total sense. They really should do a song together, especially now that he is going to Eurovision. So the uh, the chair of the selection committee from the Netherlands, and uh, um, I'm going to attempt to say his name. What? Twan Van. <laughs> Twan Van. No, I turn into French. Uh, Twan-, Twan Van Day. How the fuck would you even say this last name? Nieuwe Huisen. Huisen. I I don't know even how Dutch works frankly like I'm going into like another language of sorts
1: I think it it's Twan van de nuin huizen
0: Yeah that that actually sounds pretty good See I feel like with language I'm like I want to like frenchify everything and like <laughs> and like but Dutch is like van it's not van it's it's it would van, be van. Well, okay. So this is the uh, chair of the selection committee said. Following a careful and multi-phase process, the selection committee ultimately opted for Yost Klein. They were a lot. There were a lot of entries from a wide range of genres, but in our view, his had the most hit potential. In the song, you hear his familiar mix of party and nostalgia. With his enormous creativity, we think Yoast can put on a great show in a totally original way that the Netherlands and Europe are in for a positive surprise. We really look forward to working with him. So his style is described as energetic and combines elements from mainstream pop with happy, hardcore, and pop punk. And I'm just so excited because I feel as though this is what the Netherlands needs. They need a wake-up call. They need... An artist that is going to like reinvigorate their their excitement for Eurovision and get people excited about the Netherlands again, because I just feel like I just feel like even with Duncan Lawrence winning, like I just feel like the excitement of Eurovision just ain't there. We're just not excited about what the Netherlands is going to bring these last few years. And I mean, and that's not to say I listen with me saying that. That's not to say I, I haven't loved entries from them in the past, but it has been kind of very samey. it's been kind of, you know, a lot of the times like darker or ballads and emotional and like, that's what it is. But like, come on guys. Like we want to have some fun and especially with the, the televote only semis mm-hmm. and what we saw with the Netherlands last year and queuing, I think now more than ever, if you want to make it to that final, you got to get something that's going to grab the attention of the viewers. And I feel as though He's the perfect person to do that. Um, he also has a crazy hit song, which is like went viral on TikTok, even all the way over here to the US, but especially it went number one in Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. And that's his song, "Friesenjunge," Junge, Friesen Junge, or something like that. Um, love this song. First of all, bitch. It's a great song. You know, like such a good, oh, it, Literally, he's one of those people like I go through his entire discography, all hits to me. Like I love everything that he does, because um, it's also experimental. It's so different. It's so weird. It's like shit I've never heard before. It's like, I don't know. I just love him so much. I'm so happy he's gonna. Be, I, and that's my twin. That's my twin.
1: Yeah, it totally looks like boy you. It's actually really funny. Like you can. T- like you can actually do a boy look for this year. Like
0: <laughs> I and trust and believe I'm planning.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I'm super excited about this because um, I think I've mentioned before that like outside of Eurovision music, like I actually grew up in like a punk hardcore scene uh, as a teenager, and then when I went to college in Poland, I was heavy into the techno scene in Poland. And at the time, like 2009, 2010, in Poland, Happy Hardcore was making a huge comeback. Every kind of hard style Mm. was really, really big. I dated a hard style DJ. Um, But like, uh, I was just blown away at the idea that there would be a Happy Hardcore song in Eurovision. Because when I was living in Poland, when I was living like my techno DIY lifestyle I would tell people I like Eurovision and they would be like oh Eurovision oh like it's so commercial it's why do you mm-hmm. like that like you listen to like hardcore how can you like hardcore and like Eurovision and it was like I never saw like a reason why you can't like both like yeah to me it was like well it's all just music and so but Eurovision was very different back in the 20 teens mm-hmm. than it is now so I think it's just really cool and like that type of hard style like gabber is a genre that most people probably don't know but gabber is a hard style techno hard style from the netherlands so like Mm. when you talk about music being cultural like people don't always Uh, think about techno electronic music as being cultural but like this is very like culturally representative of like hard style music from the netherlands which is kind of like one of the biggest places for that type of music so it's just, it's really like, it's kind of things coming full circle for me. And like, I yeah. didn't know Yoastline before any of this, but I'm really happy that I do now because it's definitely the type of music that I already like. And to have that brought into the Eurovision fold is just really awesome. And like, thank you, Katia, for bringing <laughs> more alternative people to not just show that you can have people like you in Eurovision, but that you can do well in Eurovision with something mm-hmm. that is not, like a typical mainstream song so i'm happy the netherlands picked him and i thought that the way that all the press came out about it they weren't even talking about Joost klein they were talking about two other people who had like ballads like the day before some press release. yeah they did a bait and switch on us
0: i know which i kind of live for but I was all mad on Twitter over shit that w- I didn't even end up being real. I mean, that's what was crazy to me, cause like all those names were coming out. I apparently it was just like, what? Some random radio station said that those were the potential yeah. three artists, and they were like three women. One of them was that girl Shaila La or whatever that song, from was it Shaila? La? Whatever, y'all know that 2010 Netherlands song that sucked, but it was the last one that was in Dutch. Um, what was it no S10? OK, never mind. Excuse Scratch me. that. Uh, um, but it sucked. Um, so I'm glad that they went with him. There is, uh, you know, some controversy that I wanted to talk about, which was, you know, a, a trend that's becoming all too common with every single artist that seems to get announced, which is the their potential connection to Russia.
1: <laughs> well, this is going to be the first of two of these types of controversies is the that first we're going to talk two. about
0: exactly so so basically the controversy uh came from you know i you know part of me feels like should i continue giving this person airtime but i don't have specific beef with them so whatever um but with eurovania like eurovania always starting shit yeah like what is so funny
1: like and why everyone cares about what eurovania has to say for some reason
0: i know and frankly i do too uh, so basically, uh, Yost has a song called Jackass, where there are lyrics in it where it makes reference. It says like, hello, my name is uh, Yost Klein. Sorry. I love Russia, man. I really want to marry a Russian woman. I want a Russian lady. Is like, literally, that's what he says. That's what he says. And um, I believe that was, that was, um, so that's with a group called Russian Village Boys and so you know people see that and they're like immediately like oh my god this is a pro russian song like he's like you know uh, i don't know what just like he's he's working with this russian village boys which i don't know they just immediately they assume of course i mean that makes sense if you can't like understand maybe humor and irony and stuff which are all kind of things that he utilizes with all of his songs like you go so extreme with something, and it's not meant to actually be taken seriously. And also, there is like like Russian people do exist. and And just because they exist doesn't mean they're pro-Russia, which is the case with the Russian village boys who have literally left like they left Russia after. The invasion and they completely denounced it you know they have all these all these different things that i was seeing that they like did concerts and they had merch and stuff and all the sales went to ukraine like you know it's like damn like same with vesna and it just happens oh my god like every single year now it's 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 fixing to be a thing and it's like with little big as well like all of these artists i and i i had to make a post because it, it just it happened twice this week and we'll talk about it but like it happened twice this week and i was like Guys, like you, you, you can't just hate someone because of their nationality or their ethnicity. If they, it, you have it, hate, uh, listen, and y'all know I'm pro hate. I am pro hate. <laughs> but if you're going to hate someone, like, hate them for their actions, you, you can't hate someone for their ethnicity or their nationality. You just, Polina like,
1: Gagarina, hate her for going and doing her. those rallies with Putin.
0: Yeah, same with uh what's his name? Sergei Lazarev. Like fuck those people. They they all have specifically come out and said, y'all, not only do we love Russia, not only do we stand with them, we are also gonna participate in all of their propaganda uh, you know, campaigns and everything like that. Like that is that's where where we draw the line. <laughs> It was so far to the extent to where they had to come out and make a statement that basically was like, guys, you know, this is not like, you know, we, there was no political affiliation, that's nothing of the sort, you know, just like stop creating just drama, like for what?
1: Well, I just want to say so, a few more things about, about this whole controversy, oh, 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 sorry, actually, yeah, before we sorry, jump sorry. ahead. Sorry. Because um, I'll put like, a little bit of devil's advocate here. I think the lyrics "I love Russia, man. I really want a Russian woman. I want a Russian oh, lady." Yeah. They're weak. Okay, they're, they're, they're weak. They, they are. It is a little bit weird that they would put out this song when the war was already in progress. But people sometimes record things way early beforehand, um, and especially
0: if it's a collaboration. Like it did. It didn't happen like a year after. It happened pretty
1: right. Know, like it was already after. in the works. Um, but what one thing that i noticed is that there were a lot of ukrainian people who were saying like this makes me uncomfortable i don't like this mm. uh, and and i understand where those people are coming from i do i i don't necessarily agree with them but i know that their situation like their hearing the word Russia has a different impact mm-hmm. on them because of what they experience in their day-to-day yeah. life and the way that their world has been turned upside down by that country. So it makes sense that uh, you, know, you see people who feel that way. Mm-hmm. I am a bit disturbed by people who jump into their mentions to tell them why they're wrong for feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And it's That's like, true. you know what? You can just keep scrolling. Like, you know, this person is like, having an emotional response to something that impacts their daily life, that is traumatic for them, don't tell them that they're being over the top. If you think they're being over the top, say it to yourself out loud, write it down and save it in your drafts forever. There is no reason to say that to somebody, just move Mm -hmm. on. And um, so like, I think that's something where people just need to like you know, you don't, you don't have to agree with every person's uh, opinion about something, but you don't have to fight with them in their mentions about it either. Like just Mm -hmm. like back, just just chill, chill. especially too, because like Russia is a huge country. There's tons of people in Russia. There's tons of people who have parents who one is Russian and one is from somewhere else, or they were born in Russia and they moved to another country, which we'll talk about. Um, and like, you know, there's, you need to give people and you need to give artists a little bit of grace sometimes and stop just trying to attack tr- stop trying to attack people before you know all of the facts about them
0: yeah i think that that's, that's that's the troubling thing when these situations arise because similarly um with Vesna it was kind of like listen i like i don't i don't fault you when i saw those lyrics i said girl hold on wait a second what's this about
1: And I never liked it from the beginning for that reason. So like, I understood why other people didn't like it. But then they took it to a whole other level where they were attacking.
0: That's the thing because, okay, I totally get seeing that and that making you uncomfortable. And I also totally get, even after you get the information of the group like specifically not supporting Russia and everything like that, even after you get that information, I understand if you still can't like feel like you you can support them because of that because you can just you can, it's it's totally fair to feel like that's just in bad taste like why would yeah. you you know like given the circumstances you know whatever I totally understand that but there's a certain point to where once you get the information you know it was not coming from the place that you thought it was there's a certain point where you just you know i understand you still feeling those feelings inside but but what more do you want from those people to continue to at them at the network they got to be disqualified da, 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 da. it's like no because they didn't do anything you know like that that warrants that and they gave you the explanation and if you, if it's not if it's not good for you it is what it is you know don't support them and, and, and move on from that or feel, feel your feelings. But that's that's the thing, is going into that person's face or going into somebody who maybe still wants to continue to support them, going into them and, like, attacking them for supporting them. It's like, you know, like, damn. And then, you know, I'm always like, well, what do you want them to do? That was my thing with Vesna. I was like, what do you want them to do? What? I mean, I know what they wanted them to do. They wanted them to kick her out of the group. But, like, especially if you're the artist that's from there, like... You're sitting there like, damn, I denounced them. I did everything I could. What am I supposed to do? Kill myself.
1: And with that, too, imagine kicking out a woman from your group when the whole thing is about like sisterhood beyond things like borders. Like it's (laughs) it would be very hypocritical if they had kicked her out.
0: Yeah. And and so, you know, I'm glad that I'm glad that like it seems as though it's more so just like a smaller group of people that are are continuing it. as opposed to Vest in the last year. It felt like it was really it was a long time, I felt like of that going on. And even like like once we were closer to Eurovision, I remember I was still like supporting their song and people were still acting like that was a problem because of that. So I don't know. But um moving on, speaking of Czechia and everything like that, yes. um, and and the whole situation. So we had oh, we had Iko win ESCZ with her song, Pedestal. And if you guys watched the last episode, you would know that that was both of our favorites. So, of course, we gave, like, you know, our our thoughts on her song and her live performance in that. That was our favorite. Did you end up voting for her? I think at the time you had it. Yeah.
1: I did vote for her.
0: So we both voted for Iko. So, you know, we were excited. The timeline was not excited, but mm. we were excited. <laughs> I was I thrilled. Remember you, I know, I remember you literally tweeted uh, the night before and you said like, oh, I hope, I don't know what you said, like, I hope I wake up to that or. Yeah, you
1: know, I was. Like it that. was a little like candle prayer circle that I wake up with uh, Aiko being the winner.
0: Yeah, and of course I was still awake when she was announced at like 3 or 4 a.m. <laughs> and so I quote tweeted, I was like, I can't wait for her to wake up and
1: see this. And that because... was the first mention that I saw too. I was like, ah! Like,
0: that i'm like yes i know so i'm i'm very excited i love this song so much obviously i i did a little inspired look by her today i don't know if this is the inspired look but i i threw on my elsie bay wig and this dress is a little inspired like i just thought it's the closest thing i have to the outfit i mean mine's a little more cinched hers started the bustling up up here but mine cinched at the waist and that pulled out but um but you know i had to honor the queen you know i'm i'm very excited i do really really love the song and the thing is there is time to work on the vocals so i'm not worried about that
1: no i'm not i'm not worried about her vocals i also it was like There were so many things with that national final itself that it was just not like ideal for that. Also, she was going for it as if she was singing at like a regular venue concert, which is what that was. It wasn't like a studio. It was a concert venue. Um, And uh, Miss Domi sounded like shit every single time she picked up a microphone until she got to the semifinals at Eurovision. So, um, I mean, it's, you know, it's whatever. Um, I I'm really excited for this one. I'm really happy to see like it's funny that there's so many songs already that fit like my like the type of music that I like like it's actually kind of Mm -hmm. a a weird amount of songs for it to be so early with so few songs like we started with France which is not my thing but then it's like okay Joost Klein like I'm into that Aiko my winner has won like okay um there's some like good songs in, in other selections too, where I'm like, this could actually be like one of the stronger years for me.
0: Yeah, this year is is getting really, really stacked. It's it's kind of wild. I mean, I hope, you know, to be fair, this is the first national selection. So yeah. <laughs> you know, there's still so much to be announced and everything. It could really go downhill. But frankly, looking at like kind of like what we've we've got going on you know, looking at what we've got going on so far, I'm like, you know, even if there was just like five people I love, like, girl, we're fixing to have that, you know. Like, it's nice to right at the beginning be like, all right, I have some people I could, can stand and love and like their songs and like the artists and everything and, and being excited about it. Um, so just a little bit more about ESCZ and how how the results turned out. So this was kind of like the drama, right, mm-hmm. was yeah. the fact that – um. The votes were split between the international and uh, the Czech votes. But the international votes had 70 percent weight and the Czech votes had 30 percent. I did see stuff about like the math being done incorrectly. Like, I'm going to be honest, I don't understand math. Me either. I'm bad at
1: math. But what I got from that thread was that even if they had done the math correctly, the result wouldn't have been changed. So like, why the fuck are we even talking about it?
0: Exactly, exactly. So the kind of the the crazy the drama was was that she got the majority, like a, a huge majority of the international votes, and Ellie got the huge majority of the Czech votes. So um internationally ICO it it be, it came down to them too in the end. Um internationally ICO got thirty-three thousand and Ellie only got seven thousand, but with the Czech votes Ellie got twenty four thousand, and Ico only got two thousand, which actually would have meant that Ico was in the bottom three of the Czech votes, which is you know because even um Mitty got six thousand, Tom Sean got three thousand, Lenny got four thousand. Girl, Lenny got four thousand. Yeah, that's why the <laughs> Czech Republic is. That's why the the Czech citizens are not picking their damn artists. Looking at that, um. But like, again, like the results really, they don't matter or not. They don't matter regardless of how it's weighted. Um, in the end, I got the most votes. And so mm-hmm. uh, 35,000 total in comparison to Ellie's 32,000. Um, and then Midi, who I felt like everybody thought was going to win, only got 13,000 votes, which is still a good amount. This is a huge increase compared to last year as well. It's like. Insane. I think last year. I don't want to say numbers because I don't remember, but it was something like, okay, 20,000 in this year, they got like 90,000. Like it was like a massive increase. So that's great to see. And frankly, looking at these check votes, uh, because I did compare them to last year, there's still a huge increase also just in the check votes. Um, So, yeah, because I think a lot of people were saying like, oh, this whole like international you know, votes being favored thing is going to, is going to make, turn off the Czech citizens from wanting, you know, having interest, but it doesn't look like it. I frankly. don't buy
1: that either because, uh, and I got into it with a couple people uh, after it all happened, because um I think it's really smart to do international votes for a national final because um they're the ones who are voting in the semifinals. And uh, people were saying like, yeah, but it's the, we're choosing a representative for the countries, and it should be what the people in the countries want. And it's like, okay, well, internal selections aren't choosing people, you know, based on what the country wants. It's choosing people based on what a committee wants. So that argument kind of goes out of the window. And more importantly, most Czech people do not care about Eurovision at all. They probably mm. don't know that ESCZ even happened. Yeah. What is going to deter it? By the time, if they did watch it and their favorite didn't, if their favorite was the person who came second place, Eurovision's five months away. They're going to forget about it by then. And they're just going to go into nationalism mode and root for their country. And if you yeah. want people to watch Eurovision, you need to get to the final. So it's an all public televote to get into the final you need to choose the song that the international audience is actually going to pick up the phone to vote for and it just you know i and i don't i don't i just don't believe that there would be people who would be turned off enough that they would decide to not watch eurovision also can we please look back a few years to what happened with chanel with Slow mo in spain because she was not the public vote winner and people were like uh, people she, people made her like leave social media because they were like, she's not our choice. Don't vote for her, don't vote for her. And then and then that what happens? The yeah. And then what happens is it becomes like the the mango wars on Twitter of people by the time Eurovision comes around and everyone still to this day, years later, people are still saying that yeah. Chanel won, even though she won neither the public vote or the jury vote and she came in third and still but somehow she's the winner and I bet if you went through a lot of those people's tweets they would if you went back to when the contest happened they would say that she wasn't the real representative so it's like a lot can change in those few months and when it comes down to it you just have to stand behind your representative.
0: Yeah yeah and I mean and that's the thing and I I saw uh, actually Eurovision Tom was talking about how like you know we don't know the specific details but you know, there's, there's you know, rumblings and rumors that, like, Chekia's Ch- participation is, of course, always on the rocks. Like, we know that for sure. We always know every single year it's, like, a question, will Czechia return? And uh, the rumblings are that, like, it might just be based on, basically, like, their results. And, and he said there were, like, rumors that... Um, if they hadn't gotten a, ten, a top 10 spot that they would not have been able to uh, return to Eurovision, they just wouldn't have gotten the funding. And so that makes sense that if if your funding and your potential participation is based upon your results in the contest, then yeah, girl, no, our number one priority is being able to continue to participate. And so we wanna prioritize the people who are gonna be able to vote for us.
1: Yeah, I, totally. I think that makes perfect sense. And I think the fact that they did get a top 10 last year might have something to do with the reason that they had increased audience this year. So yep. if ICO does really well, I wouldn't be surprised if ESCZ yet again gets a little bit more money, a little bit nicer production level, a little bit more viewers, more people voting. Maybe they should move towards a payment-based voting system to get a little bit of extra cash. Like, I mean, I I think this could be this could be a glow up. And it could be a great example of what, how you can turn around public perception of the contest and public interest in the contest for those countries that maybe are struggling with that, because there are others where they just don't have enough public interest to justify going. And maybe this maybe this is the strategy. Like, maybe, th- maybe yeah. that's the strategy.
0: Yeah, because I also, I mean, like you said, I, I really, I don't believe that that the Czech audience not having a hundred, you know, like having the, you know, some countries they, they're those are the only people who get to vote. You know, it's actually very special that the international people get to vote. Um, but I don't really think that that matters because at the end of the day, most. Most people are truly not watching national selections, even, you know, most of the viewers, unless you're one of those rare national selections that really like has that going for them. But the majority of them, people are watching Eurovision. So they don't even know who is competing in the national selection. So yeah. like you said, like, yeah, they're just going to they're rooting for the person that they see as their representative. They were announced as their representative. Cool. That's our girl. You know, yeah, I
1: also saw some people making the argument that like, well, sending your person to eurovision it's about having someone represent you and it's like is it really i thought it was about winning a contest (laughs) you know it's like sport like uh, a lot of sports teams are very happy to have people from other places on their team if they're gonna win the championship for them
0: right i mean and that always kind of did make me confused when i would like look see shit about sports i'm like hold on wait a second like you're like you're not even like how did you how do you end up here but yeah it's not like eurovision i guess yeah (laughs) it's not it's not like that at all um but uh speaking of of that kind of thing so there was again like similar uh not similar but like in that russian controversy controversy is the fact that she was born she was born in moscow um and that's the controversy
1: with millions of other people who were born in Moscow and moved elsewhere. I have a friend from high yeah. school who was born in Moscow and, and moved out and is never even goes back to Russia. Um, yeah. And they brought up her her birth. They brought up that she was born in Russia. So as soon as they brought that up, it's like, OK, clearly they know. They brought it up. They've certainly vetted her. They wouldn't have allowed her to compete. Oh, that's another thing is pe- some People dragged up a video of her performing the song at a concert and they were like, she has to be disqualified. This is a public release of the song. And it's like, yeah, well, apparently, well, that Kamala same song has performed, and dance. Like, so, you know, it's. Girl, just-
0: everybody's performed their damn songs. I swear, every fucking winner, those songs were performed years before. I know Duncan Lawrence did it. Girl, everybody does that. And, and the fucking video of her is literally on a stage where it looks like there's literally just chill, like five kids. That looks like that's the audience is five children in front of that stage. It was like, girl, I don't it has to literally the way that for those of y'all who don't know, the way that rule needs to work is number one. Most of the time, if it was just being performed at a live venue, it doesn't matter. It pretty much needs to have been commercially released and and have some sort of like, you know, sign that it would affect the way regular people looking at it, watching the show would potentially vote for You know, uh, and it has to be actually released. Performing it on a stage is not actually released. You know, you know, the artists. Oh, my God. What if a video came out of them in the recording booth from before September 1st? Like, you know, there's other people in that room that saw her singing that song when it was being recorded before September 1st. Like, girl, that's not how that works.
1: Right. Also, it's like who posted the video? It's one thing if Aiko posts a video of her performing her song at the festival, when Joe Blow fucking posts a video that he took at the children's fair of Aiko singing a song and puts it on YouTube, that does not constitute a commercial release because an attendee posted it. It's not yeah. the same thing.
0: Uh, but the video has like four views. Like okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: but so and it's very weird that it seems like that account got created just to bring up this information. I don't. I have an idea who might be behind it. Uh, someone who uh, we've maybe talked about before. Who also has so many people who have blocked them that now they need to find another outlet to get their bullshit out on the internet. Um, Is that's just <laughs> what I think. That's my own speculation. Um, but. There had also been posts of a picture of Aiko at a music festival with a Russian flag around her shoulders, Mm -hmm. okay? Conveniently, the date was cropped out of the picture. It was like an Instagram picture, so there would be a date of how many weeks ago it had been Mm -hmm. posted. I don't know because I didn't go to find it because I just couldn't be bothered, but I highly doubted as soon as I saw the picture that she would have ever pose with a Russian flag after the war started Mm. and like like you kind of said like just because you're born in a certain place like doesn't mean like that you that like you're a simp for Putin
0: yeah I mean it's it's just that was hilarious to me because their only evidence they were like no you don't understand she supports Russia here's this picture of her with a Russian flag around her from I, I don't again like like you said I don't remember the exact amount girl it, it was something absurd like 500 weeks ago like it was something from like oh like 2014 girl like something crazy like that it was so long ago and and even if like that's the thing I don't I don't like the mentality of like okay well she doesn't have to, like, I mean, and some people do, and that's, and that's great. She doesn't have to denounce where she's from. As an American, there's right. plenty of horrific things, I mean, that it's going on right now. It's always going on. There's a lot of stuff that happens in America that we don't agree with, that I don't agree with, that I, I'm ashamed of my country, you know? Just because, but I, you know, not. you don't have to move out of the country and completely denounce everything. I still you know, want the best for where I'm from. I'm still gonna be here rooting on home soil, rooting for for uh, Trump's downfall, you know, just cause he's president, you know, I'm I'm gonna still do that. So, you know, she could like, and if I were to wrap an American flag around around me, that doesn't mean I agree with every single thing that happens um, that the government does or that, you know, all the bad things that the government does, it doesn't mean I support that, uh, you know, I'm American.
1: Yeah, it On the 4th of July, I like to wear an Old Navy T-shirt with a little American flag on it. It doesn't mean exactly. that I support the military-industrial complex. It means I support the uh, <laughs> the Old Navy um, Betsy sweatshop Ross. <laughs> Betsy Ross. I've been to the Betsy Ross house. It's in Philadelphia.
0: I went to it as well. I only went to Philadelphia one time in my life, and I went to see that, and I went to see, um, you know, The Bell. The Liberty Bell Mm. and then my mom my mom uh the old woman that she is um even though this was like 15 years ago the old woman that she is deleted all the photos on the digital camera and we have no evidence of that ever happening but I went there for a gymnastics meet I don't think I placed at all I never really did I did horrible in gymnastics I used to always cry
1: oh my god that's funny I didn't know you did gymnastics that's very deep lore. I
0: know (laughs) uh but yeah you know hey I love her and I'm on my stand mode. Um, And then we had one more artist that we're going to be talking about in this. Um, Of course, this is coming late, but uh, we had one more artist that was announced. Speaking of Stan card from me, girl, Slovenia announced that their representative was going to be none other than the queen, the icon herself, (laughs) Raven. Oh, my God. So I am I'm I was so excited. When I saw this. So, a little background on Raven. She is a mezzo soprano singer. No idea what that means, but I'm gonna hit up Honest Vocal Coach. She can let me know. Uh, she's an author, songwriter, harpist, and she's representing Slovenia in Eurovision 2024 with her song, Veronica. She also competed in EMA, she's like a fan favorite girl. She competed in 2016, 2017, and most recently 2019. And she's always been like potential winner, like fan favorite every single year she's competed. Like People love her, she's always been this close to winning. And um, this is something that people have been, you know, asking for from Slovenia, I feel like for so long now. Um, The song is coming out with her uh, uh, EP, a sirene Uh, and it's kind of going with this whole this whole vibe seems to be which I'm very excited about uh, for her Eurovision entry but also her EP is like this dark eerie mythical magical so I guess there's this story behind uh, Veronica is a well-known figure in Slovenian history and folklore the uh, Raven describes it as not the Raven Raven, her name, describes it as the Symphony of the Sirens and draws upon not only Veronica's supposed witchcraft, but the stories of several legendary female figures from across history. Girl, this got me excited! The Song of the Sirens, and if there's anybody to do it, is Raven. She's an amazing opera singer, and she's one of those talented artists that, like, I've seen her, like, performances in, like, with symphonies and stuff like that. And she's like singing classical opera and she's just so freaking talented, but none of her uh, EMA songs ever really showed that. To me, she came out with this song called like Icona or something like that. It's like a, a collab with someone else. And she finally utilized her opera talents in that and mix of that with opera or mix of that with pop. And it's so good. And I remember when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God. And she was being rumored. I was like, oh, I hope she brings something like that. And then when she confirmed that it is going to have, like, opera elements to it, girl, I'm excited. But it's not going to be too much opera elements. I know she already said that. Um, Just, like, a little bit.
1: Yeah, I had, I, I didn't know her, but I watched kind of, like, a little, like, compilation clip that had kind of, you know, snippets of her songs. And I was surprised by that every song sounded different <laughs> so i was like mm-hmm. okay i don't really know what she could possibly be giving us just because she's done a lot of different things like she's a very versatile artist which is good mm-hmm. it's good to have a versatile artist um her like visual like look and everything is strong too so i mean i feel like i feel like it's smart for a country to internally select a fan favorite mm-hmm. don't put them through the ringer of a national final like, I thought, like, when SBS chose Voyager, like, that was mm-hmm. smart because people yeah. liked them already.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and especially, I thought I heard earlier in the season that Sylvania was going to be doing EMA again. I don't I, know. That's what
1: I heard, too. I thought they said there would be, like, five songs, and then there was just, like, they just decided to
0: select Yeah. Them. I'm wondering if she submitted to EMA and they just thought, she had the best song and then we were going to go with that. Or if they just really liked her song and they were like, you know what? We feel confident in this to send this to Eurovision. I mean, so why excited. waste
1: money on a national final if you think you've got the one?
0: Exactly. And, and honestly, they, they did internally select Joker out last year and they, they didn't get like the greatest result in Eurovision. But I, if you want a country also, Honestly, there's still somebody to be proud of. Like, speaking mm-hmm. of countries that um, maybe want to just encourage their their music industry from within within their own country. Like, Joker Out has been doing so well. They are such a great, like, export from Slovenia and great representatives. Regardless of if they got, like, bottom half of the scoreboard in the final, they still have, been, like, reached so much success. And it, it's, it represents great for Slovenia in the contest, too. Like, Joker Out. They're, like, headlining, or not headlining, but, well, I don't know if headlining's the right word. Whatever, they got all, they're, they're going to all these shows. Yeah, they're sold out in all these venues, girl. They're doing great. You know what's funny?
1: Someone recently pointed out that the Portion Boys have more listeners than Joker Out. And I was like, wow, like, there's only six million people in Finland, like, like, that's kind of crazy.
0: I mean that doesn't surprise me though. I feel like the Portion Boys are just like that girl.
1: They, <laughs> damn right they are that girl. Oh wait, you now know. I'm gonna backtrack because now that that app
0: talk Mm-mm. listener, let's
1: see where do I Speaking where do of I the land? Portion
0: boys, where do you land?
1: Oh, what? Take a take a guess where I land in a range. This is life um, lifetime listeners of the Porsche Boys on Spotify. Oh,
0: okay. I'm gonna guess top twenty. Yes. Be more specific. Be more specific. Um. Uh. uh Fourteen. One of the numbers is right. Four. Number one. <laughs> yes. No, you're fucking lying. No, how the fuck? <laughs> ah! I, <laughs> oh my god!
1: I am oh. now the number one all-time listener portion, boys. Nine thousand five hundred sixteen minutes. The next person is nine thousand two hundred and or nine thousand. I'm nine thousand five hundred. The next person is nine thousand two hundred. The next person is eight thousand.
0: Girl, that. How does it feel to know you are that literally, statistically, their number one fan?
1: I am, not even just their number one international fan. Like I am, like their number one fan.
0: Like you know, a lot of people try to claim that title, but but you took it. You and you know the what? Back, back is well. so
1: funny. Is that I have never been like a like a stan for anybody. Mm-hmm. The only group that I was ever like super obsessed with was like Maroon 5 when I was in 7th grade and that it mm-hmm. wasn't like it wasn't like this. Like I was never this obsessed. Yeah. I had like a crush on the guys in Maroon 5 and would like go on their message board back when message boards were a thing. But like mm-hmm. I literally have because ne- I'm like I'm a concert person like I'll go to a concert of a band that I've never heard of before I like mm. music I like listening to all different kinds of music I've never like you know honed in on one yeah. thing where it's like that's my band and I somehow I found my band that is that is fucking incredible
0: that is so I love that for you <laughs> oh my god I, I hope they so. Know all, how much?
1: How much I appreciate them. We got the them. number
0: one portion boys fan right here. We got the exclusive.
1: <laughs> yeah, number. I'm number one. I'm number one.
0: <laughs> so that's why we need you to meet them. We need. Yeah, I need to, to meet
1: them. I need and to then, meet them.
0: And then when you post your your photos with them, you can you can caption it. World's number one portion boys fan, and that would be a fact.
1: Fucking Not <laughs> oh my god that's so crazy uh anyway back to slovenia. yes
0: yes anything else to speak on miss slovenia
1: i'm i'm excited i'm excited i can't wait for the song to come out i'm happy to see that they're choosing someone who's maybe a little bit less safe actually like the you know having joker out they were kind of like a boy band that's a little bit, you know, mainstream music. Mm. Her music doesn't seem to be necessarily mainstream, so I always like it when people take a risk, and I think this is a really good direction for Slovenia. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very pleased with this announcement.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited as well. Um, this is just like my message to Raven. Like you used to follow me on Instagram, but you unfollowed me. So, um, can we now that you're going to Eurovision, like, can you refollow me? <laughs> um but okay so uh like from finland you know let's move to their neighbor estonia
1: oh my god we still have estonia to talk about bitch i think we've been on this call for like over an hour this is great okay
0: i know okay so so, all of the songs competing in Esti Lao 2024 were released. And um, we've got thoughts, I think. So, upon first release, you know, like I, at first I was, you know, saving, like listening to them or whatever. And I, so I was just seeing, like, you know, kind of what people were saying online. And uh, then I went and, like, I just listened to, like, a little recap or whatever. I, I listened to, like, a few songs and that like, those really caught my eye and i remember i remember thinking oh my god like actually well basically i based my opinion off of loving two songs i said oh my god this is a great year for Estee Lau, and i <laughs> tweeted and i tweeted that out but i hadn't listened to all the songs and i hadn't like listened to them in full at all and so then when i went and did that i said oh maybe everybody was dragging me on twitter when i said that I was like, you know what y'all were all right sometimes oh. that's what a, what t- sometimes twitter humblings are are valid and justified because i really needed that because yeah y'all were right um so if if you know we've talked about sd lao a few times i feel like on here when we got the artists and stuff like that um but the way the format is working this time is there's a semi-final and then there's also a five automatic qualifier. So starting with the automatic qualifiers, I know, Renata, you totally missed them. Uh, you know, and that's what's confusing a little bit. That's what gets confusing about these automatic qualifiers, right? Because sometimes they're not included in, like, these recaps because they're not in the semifinal. And it's like, oh, semifinal recap. And you're like, you know, you, whatever. So we're going to do, like, you know, what we've done in the past before. Uh, she's going to, like, you know, give a little listen and... And we'll get her, like, raw thoughts on all of these songs. And I'll give my thoughts as well, of course.
1: Well, first one is we had actually done a little bit of a test earlier on, like, screen sharing. So I used Mm. the Brother Apollo bad boy song as the test. And I am not Mm. going to subject myself to that song again uh, for the purposes of this podcast. So I will just tell you that I hated it. And I hated it. And I also hated it.
0: (laughs) I didn't hate it that bad, but like, like I live, I like I like the instrumental. I actually enjoyed their visuals a little bit. Like I thought they were like, I like the suggestion of them. However, upon execution, when like it's one of those songs where like, oh wait, when you actually like hear the lyrics, so you're like, girl, what? What are you even saying? Cheesy and cringe lyrics, girl, bad boy. Girl, you ain't no bad boy. You ain't no bad boy. You don't know nothing about being a bad boy. This is giving Disney Channel bad boy. You know, you know, soundtrack. Oh, we're going to say all the generic. It's like, say, ripped jeans, tattoos, piercings. Like, bitch, shut up. No, what about drugs? (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha! For real, though. And we got... And we got some of that later on in Esty Lau, let me tell you. you but know, honestly,
1: the whole vibe of it, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but the whole vibe of it was like it sounds like a band that if you would have had the cast of I Love or uh, I, I Love Daisy, what is it? The, the, Daisy De La Hoya, so Rock of Love with Brett Michaels, the VH1 oh, yes. dating show. There was this girl, it's called Daisy of Love. There was this girl named Daisy who was on the Rock of Love show and she didn't get picked to be the winner. So they gave her her own show and they had mm. all of these guys on her show and they were all like the this bad boy, ripped jeans, oh, yeah, tattoos, yeah. piercings type guys. And it it's like the type of song that those guys would make. Like, if they had a challenge to make a song. Like, that's what it was like. And I will plug, there is a YouTuber called Lynn Human. L-I-N-N Human. She's from Pittsburgh. What? Yes, and oh. she... Has Why is everybody doing, from Pittsburgh? I know. She's been doing <laughs> these rewatch videos where, like, she goes and she did all of the Rock of Love and they're hilarious. And they're, like, her. she, like, reacts to Rock mm. of Love and she just did... Daisy of love as well and these videos are so funny and there was a day where I was watching it and she she said a specific word and I can't remember what it was but it was the most Pittsburgh fucking accent I was like oh my god this girl has got to be from Pittsburgh because nobody else would say that word like that and it turns out she actually is from Pittsburgh so so if you like that type of stuff go check out Lynn Newman's channel because honestly she's so hilarious
0: I might have to. I never got into Rock of Love. I loved Flavor of Love. Like I'm a I'm a Flavor of Love stand. Like I've seen every season like multiple times. Um, I only know Frenchie. I think she was from Rock of Love. Frenchie.
1: Oh, she's super problematic.
0: I know, but I I I. So she was on back then. Big she Brother wasn't UK. though. She was on Big Brother UK, and so that's how I know her because she was kind of. I mean, she was she was problematic, but like in an iconic way on Big Brother UK. Like she was just like always starting fights and stuff. I, yeah. Yeah. Um but um yeah you know what it also gives me is like there's always these tiktok boys that i see um that are like clearly trying to appeal to the kind of like emo like maybe like trying to be the new age maybe like green day i don't know i don't really listen to that those groups but like that vibe but it's so cringe and it's like you're clearly appealing to like little girls and you're kind of also like child friendly but like like it just doesn't work. Um, I don't. Uh, yeah, this one ain't working for me. Um, not at all. Uh, so then next up we have Carlos Ucareda, Ucarada, Ucarad, Ucareda. Ucarada. Might be
1: Ucarada.
0: Ucarada. Never growing up. Okay. So let's get your thoughts on this live.
1: Carlos Ucarada, never growing up.
0: Because mind you, these are the finalists. So we know these are going to be in. So I think these are very important to highlight.
1: Yeah. Ooh, okay. This is definitely very American Eagle retail song. Uh, For Europeans who don't know what American Eagle is, it's like a kind of like basic, I don't know, trendy clothes. I don't even know if it's really trendy, really. It's just kind of like a like preppy.
0: it's just close
1: it's just close yeah. it's just close
0: no you can't say preppy anymore because yeah. that means something different nowadays
1: i mean this is just i don't know i you know i i don't want to say like um ed sheeran or whatever but it's just kind of like it's just like a boy pop acoustic pop i don't mm-hmm. know never growing up is kind of corny uh the video is not giving his singing sounds fine. Oh, God, go from breaking up to making love. That is a country music line right there. Yeah. So that's, that's the
0: nothing. one that goes, so we go from breaking up to make. I will say, girl, I listened to that song one time. It's stuck in my head. Like, I know the melody. So maybe that means something.
1: But that's because it's like a country song. Like, it's like a Nashville country song.
0: Yeah, it's to me, it just exists. Yeah. Yeah, I could exists. definitely,
1: I could leave that one.
0: Yeah. And and frankly, that's like kind of my opinion of a lot of these songs, unfortunately. Um, so like Daniel Levy, who like I have really, really high expectations for with Over the Moon. Oh my gosh.
1: Oh wait, I think I I did actually listen to this one.
0: Hmm.
1: And it's just like uh, just just like nothing special. Doesn't really build anywhere. Um, um. Yeah, that one does nothing for me.
0: Yeah, I'm so disappointed. I mean, of course, like, you know, he sent a bop last time. Of course, I loved it. Um, but I do feel like he could be a potential winner. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I saw Alika posted a photo of her on Aww. some Christmas show. And and he was on it with Ukusuviste and other Eurovision artists. And then there he was.
1: Mm, okay so he's got so, people around him with a lot of experience
0: yeah like going through his page he seems like a big name in, like, and like i don't i don't really know but it, like based on his instagram he looks like he does a lot of like shows and stuff like that like he's gonna be a familiar face which makes sense i guess why they picked him for an automatic finalist um but i don't know why i just like i got the vibes because i don't actually think this is horrible like, of all the slow songs, I don't... I actually kind of like this one a little bit. But, you know, and I actually think he's really hot. I think really? he's really hot. Yeah. I do. And... But he has a wife and a child. Mm. So... Sweet when that happens. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. Um, Girl, we got this Nele Lise Valksu... Valksu...
1: Like Girl. Okay, let's see this. Okay, winter time. Yes, it's cold in Estonia. We know. I mean, it sounds. It's. It sounds. Uh, it sounds like a song. It doesn't seem like it's really building anywhere. Um. I mean, the vocals are cool. I like that it's kind of atmospheric, but that's not, I don't think that's really good for Eurovision. Like, mm-hmm. you want a song with like a hook in it. And I mean, obviously, I don't like ballads, but there's a
0: lot of ballads in this selection. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that's not exciting to me at all.
0: It's a no. And, and, no. you know, next up was Udo Sepp and Sarah Murray. Marie still love girl you could tell by my notes by the time i got to this song i literally (laughs) wrote girl i don't give a fuck (laughs) because i just was like girl these are the automatic ones why y'all fill in the final with ballads and boring shit like the only exciting one is brother apollo bad boy at least that one made me feel something even if it was bad
1: yeah most of
0: these just don't make me feel anything
1: I have to say that the the cover of this video is hilarious cuz it's like a split screen and the guy looks like he's like passing a like a wet fart and then the girl looks like she's oh my god also maybe passing a wet fart but in a forest
0: Oh my god <laughs> you're right <laughs>
1: Okay So duets are always a little bit iffy for me satellites all look like stars okay this is very coffee house. Like this would be on the Starbucks soundtrack.
0: Oh, God.
1: I love you from the fire. <laughs> I love you like a fart. Uh, well, I mean, we can yeah. tell that from the thumbnail. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's also going to be a no for me, sadly.
0: Yeah. All those automatic qual- qualifiers. What
1: were they criminal. thinking?
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, what is this? It's ridiculous.
1: Like, I love Estee Lau. It's one of my favorite competitions. It always has been. But they always have this problem where they downgrade or eliminate really good songs. And then, like, that's really the cream of their crop?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I don't that's think a bad so. sign.
1: Based on the semi finalists, the ones who actually have to compete, like, I think there's much better songs in there than in those. I could I could lose every single one of those.
0: Yeah. All those feel like songs that would be lost in a semi. And so I see why they had to push them into the final, because what the fuck?
1: They would be lost um, in a semi in a normal country, but SD Lao has the most bizarre taste out there.
0: Yeah, I really I don't get it at all. And and I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. I don't get... And, and just looking at everybody, I don't get why there's so many ballads. Why? Or I mean, I get it. Y'all do good with Alika, but ain't nothing, And I don't even love that song. But ain't none of these either. songs even hold a candle to. Well, not none of them. None of the ballads hold a candle to Bridges. Bridges yeah, agree. At all. None of them have the power. None of them have like any of that. And yeah, so I mean, we don't have to go through every single song in depth, but um, you know, there are some songs that really stand out for me that I. I really, really love, and that first on the list, which is the one that we, well, you had pointed out when we were just doing the artists, and the song things, where you were like, oh, I'm really interested in that um, five, five minutes in uh, their song because of the fucking crazy-ass long-ass title, and let me tell you, bitch, you were right. Your spidey senses were tingling, yeah. and they were tingling, for sure, because this song is so fucking good. So remember when I mentioned drugs? You want to know what the title of this translates to? We, parentheses, do know nothing about parentheses, these drugs. That's what it. <laughs> so we know nothing about drugs, but with the parentheses, we do know nothing about these drugs. So, girl, I didn't Amazing. even know that title until today, whenever I was watching Eurovision Tom's reaction and he did the translations, so and I was like, Because this song, girl, yes, yes. First of all, the ethnic kind of cultural rap, you know, vibe, all of those vibes, bitch, insane. Like nothing, like first of all, this is the type of shit I would love to see more from Estonia. And this is the type of shit I've always wanted Estonia to send. It's crazy, it's wacky, it's weird. and, And I know you love that kind of shit from Estonia, but something about this one feels like, It's also refined and like ready for Eurovision and could bring a really good result. It's not just crazy for no fucking reason. It all has purpose, and it's also a fucking good song.
1: Yeah, and I know that uh, people always hate it when you make comparisons to other songs, but the feeling that I got when I was watching this one was very similar to the feeling that I got when I watched the Treneletzel video for the first time, where it was just like, oh fuck okay like this thing is really well put together it's got all the right elements it's got the right amount of the elements nothing is really overpowering one or the other it's really dynamic it's exciting it doesn't really sound like anything else but it also at the same time sounds a little bit familiar enough that it's not totally Hmm. out of the box like it's still accessible even though it's wacky and there's a dance that goes along to it i was just like yeah this is a this is a Winner. This is a top three televote situation. If they can pull it off live, I think that. I mean, we'll talk about the other ones, but I think that the Estonian people would be foolish to not choose this song. This is clearly the best song in the selection to me.
0: Yeah, and it makes me really scared because I do feel like Estonia has like a track record of not uh, rewarding fun in in Mm -hmm. terms of who they end up selecting. Like. I mean, I just think of everybody that they've sent. I mean, you guys sent Ukusoviste two years in a row. Like, you didn't actually have to. You know, Estonia... <laughs> you, well, like, they still did Esti Lau, right? And he I still don't know, won, did he? Right? No, bitch, they did Esti Lau. Wow, and he
1: won twice. That's crazy. So,
0: here's the fucking thing, guys. So, Estonia. <clears throat> Y'all's network gave you the option to uh, do a reverse on that decision y'all made when you voted for him to win that first time. And y'all voted for him again! I don't know what the hell y'all are thinking, because you got some amazing songs, amazing artists. You got so much in front of you. Don't fuck this up. But with that being said, I feel as though this is not going to be that case, because he is already number one in the Estonian charts. Immediately, as soon as the song basically came out, number one. And that, I was seeing that that, like, has not happened in a, at least in a very long time. Even for the songs to, like, get up there in the charts. But, like, when they are first released, this is already number one, bitch. So that tells me the Estonian public is behind this. Yeah. They're already into this song. And I think it's just good. And that's before we even see the live performers or nothing. Girl, I'm excited.
1: It would be really disappointing if they chose, like, a ballad over this song. Because, like I said, when I've seen the title, it reminded me of the Winnie Pooh song, and they came second to a ballad. And it's like, I really just don't want them to make that same mistake again. Um, So I'm really hoping that they don't. Although there are some other good songs, and anything can happen when you do the performances. Um, But, yeah, I mean, this one blew me away. Really, really blew me away.
0: It's been on repeat for me too. Like that's the thing. It's it's just a good song too to like, and it's fun. Oh, I love it so much. I even you know this is one of the songs I sent to my boyfriend and I said, "Bitch, look how cool this is," like, and I love I love something like that because it it feels like the spirit of Eurovision, mm-hmm. and also a great representative of Estonia and their and culture and music and and just come on guys come on
1: if they get um, chosen this will be the most like alt edgy eurovision ever
0: i know oh my god i really hope literally because based on those fucking finalists i really don't want to go to sd laos but based on the idea of uh, but i will literally go to fucking sd laos just to see them yeah totally like, that will be make it all worth it um so Some, uh, you know, I really actually like this serotonin song from Annette. Uh, I like a little Estonian cheesy bop, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it sounds like something that I'll add to my playlist. I'll vibe out to it ain't gonna win. It's not competitive, but, Mm -hmm. but I, you know, I love a little Estonian bop. Yeah,
1: I agree with you. I like this kind of cheesy song. Um feels familiar to me like the type of thing that i listened to when i was in high school so i mean like yeah it, it didn't stand out to me as being like oh super wow winner but good enough to listen to again
0: yeah yeah exactly and i feel like estonia does does those well most of the time i feel like every year i'm expecting like one at least one little estonian girl bop that i'm gonna love and this was the one um, but then Aunt sued, Aunt sued, girl. I love their other entries, but, girl, it's sounding the same. This is all the same shit at this point. And this one is the worst of them all of all of your entries. I'm sorry to say. It's just literally, I'm like skipping through the song and it sounds the same the whole way through. Yeah, a little bit. I'm like, oh my God, is there anything else to this damn song? Like, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, like I would definitely go to their concert. I, like they see, like I, I, think the music is fine enough. Like I would, I would go to their concert and see them play live, but I'm not sure that I would add the songs to the playlist if that makes sense. Like I just feel like it's maybe not, it's maybe not the right song for yeah. the content. I do
0: like it, but it is just like when we've seen you before, like like a couple of times. Come on, bring bring something else. Bring it back. Bring yeah, it
1: back. It's the Laura. Cold a very effect but i know we're going to talk about her in a little
0: bit well we can talk about her right now if we want because what the fuck was that um seriously so this is horrible this is literally so fucking bad and this woman astounds me every single entry gets worse i i she is truly breaking barriers um in that in which she is really showing that some people just cannot grow there's no growth and um improvement sometimes it actually does not get better it gets worse
1: somebody had posted like a like a list of her like chartings like her songs with the charts and literally her songs either go in like the top 10 of the charts or don't chart at all like there is no middle ground like it either is a song and i love verona that is like my favorite estonian entry i oh, yeah. fucking love the shit out of that song but um but then she had, like, a song in uh, UMK that wasn't any good. Um, but what's so funny is that when the uh, picture came out of her and her song, I was like, oh, weird. That looks like a like a, like a, a freakazoid Laura Pulveri." And then I was like, oh, my God, wait, it actually is her. Like, whoa, because she's, like, blonde now. She always had dark hair before.
0: She changes her look, like, every fucking time. It's, like, wild.
1: It just keeps changing to see what will work, and nothing's working. Well,
0: and that's the thing. Like she sends like a different genre every time. I'm like, she has had so many songs in the Eurovision universe, and none of them are similar. And I have no fucking idea who she is as an artist <laughs> at all. Like I don't know if she does this on purpose for the memes or what. It's like actually <laughs> absurd. And 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 this one is an extra level because. Not only is it like a horrible song or whatever for for Esti Lau, but it's also like it's got this other aspect to it. What it's like a skincare ad. I can't stop laughing.
1: Um, so she she is in a partnership with a yes, like a skincare shampoo company, uh, uh, yeah, body care company, um, called Forget, and. Or for, Forget About Tomorrow, I think maybe it's the full name of the yeah. company. Um, but uh, they, they do a star, like an asterisk on the O. So it's like F asterisk R-G-E-T. And the first time I looked at it, I absolutely subconsciously read the F slur. And yeah. I was like, what the hell is that? And other people pointed out that there's like on the label, it also says moisturizing. And the O <laughs> is an asterisk. And they were like, oh, it's the Essler masturbation shampoo. <laughs> like, what is
0: this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.
1: But it's like, and even Jesus spent so many memes, like the, the memes have just been, I've literally reshared every single. <laughs> forget me because it's just they're so funny the, you know everyone posting these pictures like before and after using laura's shampoo i mean it's just it, it's so funny like i i'm really i'm even though the song sucks like i'm glad that we got the content of it because this is really one of the most this is one of the most entertaining aspects of the season so yeah. far and there's nothing negative about it like it's there's no drama attached to it it's just laura being yeah. laura <laughs>
0: yeah these are this is the fun um i mean maybe it's maybe you know i am being negative maybe that can be interpreted as negative but it's fun it's lighthearted. it's cute it's fun and you know what we got to actually stand her for the memes of it all yeah she really brings it she brings it every single time she i'm sure she's sitting there maybe i like to think she's sitting there really thinking how can i make these f slurs gag oh
1: she uh, gagged us she but she the other funny the, guy
0: the other funny thing about the skincare thing is the fact that it's literally like <laughs> it looked like it was like her own products but it's literally just her face on products that already exist and so people had a side there's like a side by side of like all her products next to the regular ones and all you're buying is a picture of her face on the model.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> And apparently you can buy the red swimsuit that she's wearing in the ad with the F star. I'm literally considering it.
0: We should. We should get it, honestly. Do <laughs> Where do the F-star saunas fun. in
1: Finland are Explorer <laughs> bathing suits? Oh, my suits. God.
0: <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Honestly, frankly, Queen. Yes. Um, well, speaking of Queen, girl, to me, the only other song that I care about in the selection, truly, came from Cecilia with her song FOMO girl yeah this song is so fucking good the first time I heard it I thought I I heard this before I heard the 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 other long title one that we're 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 tentatively like you know looking for a a acronym to work for that um But before I heard that one, I heard this one. I thought, oh, this gotta go win. This is so fucking good. This gives me best vibes. This and somebody was yeah. fighting with me on Twitter because they said they didn't see it. So you could let me know because you know best too. To me, this gave me like the vibes of a song I could hear off of like a best album with like the instrumental and everything. Oh, and the fucking lyric, God made me an Aquarius to make my life luxurious. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Your wig's all crazy now. Hold on. You headbagged those headphones right off.
0: I know. Oh, my God. I love this song so, so, so much. Girl, I just love this song so much. Like, it's so good. This is the only thing that would make it better. No, honestly, it was good. I was going to say, if it was an Estonian bitch, this would be my fucking, this would be my shit. Can we get an Estonian version?
1: Aliga did that. She does that with her songs, puts out Estonian versions. Uh, I love this one. I, I like that it was very Eurodance, and I'm a Eurodance girly, always have been. Um, so, I mean, that made me feel really excited. Again, this is another one of those things where it's like, okay, more like nostalgic genres for me coming out. Like, I like it. This is one of those things that happens when you get older. It's like everything that's old becomes new again. And I feel like a lot of the things that um, that I grew up on, are now like coming back because people are starting to feel nostalgic for those things. So uh, I'm I'm happy for that reason. But yeah, anytime any Eurodance anything comes out, like no choice but to stand.
0: But this doesn't sound like maybe some other ones where it sounds like oh this came out in 2005. This has nostalgic, but it also to me feels like 2020.
1: Yes, like, one of the songs that was in this selection, the Oblivion song by Multicast Mm -hmm. and Ewert Sundia, that one, it has kind of like a dubstep kind of beat to it, and uh, dubstep is one of those things that's really, really dated to me, like, it's too, it's too far, it's like, it's the milk that's gone sour, but it's not sour cream yet, like,
0: yeah, 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 I agree. I, there's a fine line for me when it comes to that kind of that world of music. And um, that song, like, I will say, I think it's better than the one he sent with his fucking band. Because I was excited about their band. Uh, and that song flopped. The one from Ewert and the Two Dragons. Hold Me Now. Boring, bitch. I'm so fucking disappointed mm-hmm. in that shit. And again this was one that I was skipping through to like refresh my mind before we started filming. Girl, I was like, "Oh my god, the whole song sounds the same. There are no levels to that thing. Like it's crazy." And you know, if you're not like Monica and you're going to send Monica from Lithuania, but I can't say I don't remember her last name, and they've already had two recent Monicas, but the the yeah, one that didn't KK? go to Eurovision- not Linkite, not Lou. She didn't go to Eurovision, but she's uh, the one that entered her two okay. songs in the same year of selection. That Monica, that though both songs were great when she did that. This time this guy did this. No, it wasn't giving. It was not giving. Um. So, I guess, you know, uh, speaking of giving, uh, maybe, is Oli. Mm. Um, so here's the thing. I, I will die if he wins, frankly, because like those other two songs that I love compared to this, oh my God, it's just like, it's so like, speaking of dated, frankly, and like stuff that feels like it's, it's referential from the past, but not Mm -hmm. in a good way. I'm just like, I'm so over it. Like dated rock.
1: Uh. yeah, this song to me, I don't know if you know Bob FM.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um for listeners who maybe don't know Bob FM is kind of like a syndicated like radio network in the United States and their tagline is we play anything or we play everything. And it, this just sounded like one of the random rock songs that I would hear come up on Bob FM when I'm driving through rural Pennsylvania and I only have two options and it's like that and then like Christian radio and it's like well I guess I'll listen to the rock song um but only because there's like no other good option that's what it felt like for me this one
0: yeah and it's kind of killing me how people are still saying like this has to win I know y'all you know what frankly y'all rock fans y'all need to expect more from rock bands. You can't just stand every single rock band that comes into these contests. Like, this is not cute. Like, you really love this? Like, I get it. Like, if you're a rock fan, like, same way, like, we love pop music. So, like, when there's a pop song, yeah, most of the time, I do love it. But, like, come on, guys. Like, be for real. Be for real about this. But I will say, we know, we have confidence in his live performance. Whereas with the Five Minutes guys and Cecilia, I don't know them. I don't know mm-hmm. how they're going to perform that. I know he can perform this well. So like there is something, you know, you know, it's not horrible, I suppose, but it's just like not something that I need to see in Eurovision. Like Ollie is an amazing performer. And I, I just feel like I would love him to have more of his own identity when it comes to his music, because he's so good as an artist or as like a singer and like his talent, he's amazing. And I don't, and I do love a little screamy rock here and there, mm-hmm. but I just like, come on, find yourself, find your, your, you know, don't when your stuff sounds like it could just come from any other bitch, then, you know, so.
1: Yeah, you know, I feel like there was a lot of that in this selection, and it like could have come from anyone kind of thing.
0: Exactly, like basically everybody else that we haven't talked about traffic song, uh, wunderbar. I liked it. I liked it too. Um, that one, I feel like it, like it could, it could grow on me more through a live performance. I thought it was pretty good. Um, but a lot of these, I'm just like, like literally a lot of my notes on these was meh. I mean, fine. Like whatever, because it's just like a lot of these just make me feel nothing. A lot yeah. of these feel just like, okay, cool. And it's kind of crazy to me because last year's Esti Lao, looking back, seemed like a fucking all-stars Esti Lao. We had so many amazing artists, Andreas, um, Sissy, uh, Inger. Or, yeah. Yeah, like really all.
1: All yeah. I actually, I recently looked at my national finals playlist um, where I just put any song in a national final that I like, I throw it into the playlist. Mm. The Highest number of songs actually came from yeah. now last year.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Like, there were so many fucking good songs last year. And it's like, damn. I mean, but you know what? I'm going to look at it on the bright side, which is what I what I try to remind myself when there's situations like this. But you know what? There are two songs that I really, really love. Yeah. Like, I think are amazing. Zing, And, and they're going to choose a song that you hate. <laughs> I know. Well, that's the thing. I really should be saying, like, oh, Ollie is my favorite. Because every time my favorites lose, Estee Lao. Like, I don't think I've ever had a favorite win, <laughs>
1: Esti Ever.
0: Like, truly. I mean, I liked Hope. I don't think I've ever had an Estee winner win or win. Ever. Not even, maybe not even ever make it to that fucking super... No, that's not true. Curly made it to the super final. But, like, Girl, my people are cursed. Oh, I hate I still... super finals. I know, and like it's hard because I actually like it is kind of fair in a way. Like I don't, I, because then like sometimes we complain like about Lithuania last year where it was like they they skewed towards the jury.
1: Yeah, and it's like oh at
0: least the super final in Esti Lau is the public's choice, but like let's just save that for like when there's a tie. <laughs> yeah yeah we don't have to do that every time but who knows because Loki, maybe that'll work in um five minutes favor i don't yeah, know it
1: could it could uh there was one other song that i actually did like i liked inga's no dog on a leash oh yeah. i thought it was a cool vibe um it it was another one a lot of these songs sounded like retail songs songs that you would hear when you're shopping and that's not always a bad thing Um, In fact, I would love to talk to one of the people who chooses those retail soundtracks. Like when I worked in the mall, I know for a fucking fact that whoever put together the soundtrack for the limited one year was doing a study abroad when I was doing a study abroad. Because it was like the boy does nothing by Alicia Dixon was on this soundtrack. And I was like, ain't no American who knows that song who wasn't living in europe in 2009 mm. like and there were other examples of it too where i was like this was a euro hit like what is that doing on That's, that
0: soundtrack see and vice versa at my new job girl they got me making those playlists i feel like because they got grimes they and and they added christmas music girl and guess who played rupaul what rupaul girl i um, uh, Deck the halls, deck the halls. Come on, everybody, everyone around the world, gonna deck the Which I hate that song. Well, I love it, but I hate it because Todrick Hall's in it. But anyways, I was a little triggered. I heard Todrick Hall's voice at my job. I said, oh, wait. But then I was like, wait, that's RuPaul. It's like, why do I know the words to the song? I was like, that's RuPaul. So I don't know. Whoever's doing it at my job, they are killing it. Keep it up. Okay. Um, Any other songs we even need to talk about? Because, like, frankly...
1: I mean, I feel like we covered most of them. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that I think we've been on the call for about two hours now. <laughs> Actually, I'm looking at our our real thing up in the corner, and it says three and a half hours.
0: I know. I'm like, oh.
1: Okay, and just one little update because we had some really exciting news come in today. Um, I made a reservation for the Karia Airbnb, and <laughs> we we're gonna stay in the Karia Airbnb. And right after I did that, I went shopping, and while I was shopping, as soon as I walked in the store, I found this oh. green purse, and it is literally the Karyan Vikriya Green, the Karia Green. And it's even got studs on it.
0: That is so cute. I and love that And it's
1: just like the perfect little, like, tiny, like, little handbag. And it's yeah. just enough to, like, fit cell phone and some other, stuff. That's a like, nice, like, stuff.
0: concert one if you, like, need a small bag or whatever, like, or just going out, and you don't want it to mess with your look, too. Yeah,
1: little crossbody. So I think I'm going to wear this in Finland. This will be my little purse that I use in Finland. So if you made it to the end of the episode, drop a purse emoji in the chat to say that you have heard about my new cute adorable little green purse
0: yes oh my gosh and and yeah that katia airbnb you were crazy for that when i woke up to that text i was like wait maybe not woke up (laughs) i was at work so whenever i I remember i was like doing something so i didn't see what you had said and i was like no bitch get it yeah like yes yes we need that fucking airbnb so that's gonna be once in a lifetime all that i'm so fucking excited i'm getting it's all becoming so close it's coming so real Ah.
1: no it's wild it's so exciting and so much more finland news coming up in the future guys you just you really you gotta Uh, wait and hear it to believe it
0: yeah it's absolutely insane and so if you want to keep up with all this drama make sure you follow both of us on our social social medias mine all at maxi rainbow
1: and i am espot pod
0: And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you don't miss out on any of the episodes. Turn on notifications. I never say that, but turn on notifications so you don't miss any of the premieres. You don't miss any of the videos or any of the posts. Um, And also don't forget to subscribe to our Patreon. Of course, we do have a new Patreon exclusive over there where we watch the Fire Saga movie, Eurovision movie over there and do a little watch party and and react to some of the clips. And if you don't want to miss out on any of that, make sure you subscribe over to the Patreon.
1: And I'm doing reaction videos again now that the season started. So you can see Maxi's reactions and you can also see my reactions because I'm getting that started back up.
0: Oh. oh, my gosh. There's uh, so much exciting stuff going on with the Eurovision season. So, yeah, guys. Until next week, we will see you oh, all.